Hey everyone, if you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, we have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever donation you feel uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link R, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day. Gang, gang. <laughs> Damn, yo. Yo, all right. For everybody seen this nigga in the minute. <laughs> 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 How long has it been? Like seven years? Oh, high school Eight. was 2011, bro. People don't understand how much work it is. It's so much work from start to finish to to understanding the business side, to understanding the music, to understanding yourself as an artist, to understand what you want to do, to understand how to get to people, to get gigs, to to make money in different ways. But what is passive income? Now I got to study business. Blank period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. Hey, if you don't like it, then fuck it. Hey, we gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Hello, everybody out there in the music airway, Spotify, everywhere, growing podcasts right here. Thank you all so much for your support. Um, just like we always do, we're going to keep it going. We're talking about music and politics and um, people that have dramatic life changes. Um, that is the type of thing that I'm trying to keep going around here. Um, so without further ado, I just met this brother, Shaf, um, on I Instagram and he was freestyling on there and I was like, oh shit, this dude got bars. So I had to get him on here. He has a single out called Bad Jokes and a single out called Denial. Now, definitely make sure if you when you look him up, make sure you put bad jokes or denial so you can hear from his catalog on Spotify because title literally just got him mixed up with everybody under his name, and that was crazy. <laughs> Man, I thought I had better music than I actually had. Yeah, yeah. It was like 200 <laughs> songs. And I was like, damn, this guy's been busy, man. Like, since 2009? Like, <laughs> 2009? I don't even think I'll make music in 2009, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, where you from? Where you from, man? Um, so I'm, I'm from the UK, obviously, but um, mm. the north of the United Kingdom, so... I'm from an area called Burnley, which is in Lancashire. It's a bit up north from where Manchester is. So, like, where all your Liam Gallagher's and your the Smiths came from and that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. it is that area up north. Okay. 
And um, are you Muslim? Um, I've grown up in an Islamic background. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, kind of like me. Like I grew up in a Christian background, but I don't identify as Christian. But it's like part of my personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big part of your heritage growing up in it. So I, you have a respect for it. And but as you get older, you end up having your own views and all that. Right. Right. So when did you start? How did you get started in music? Oh, me as a musician. Uh, well, I started out uh, playing guitar when I was like a teenager. I think when I was like 16, 17. And uh, did it for the same reason most men learn how to play music, which I pull. <laughs> but then, then as I kind of got past that, I started like doing it for the right reasons. So I just started writing music for myself, like how I feel about certain things and all that. And it was cool. So I started I started on the band route. So I was playing in bands on my local scene, whether it be rock bands, like grunge bands, indie bands. I've, I've done it all, mate. Oh wow. Wow. That's amazing. That that's uh that's very uh interesting. I think that's like honestly like a prodigy type of level to be able to play so many different genres. Um like I have an ear to genres and I love so many different genres as a fan. And if I ever get a chance to write music on different genres that I would love to, as I'm trying now with the band that I'm in, but the, the fact that you're like, yo, I just picked up guitar and I was just playing all these different genres and shit. It's like, wow, that's, that's freaking dope. Like, <laughs> uh, cheers, man. Cheers. Um, I, honestly, I don't know. I think for me, <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I just like playing the kind of stuff that I like. I mean, to begin with, like mm-hmm. anyone else, I was a bit dogger at playing music. I was like a very rubbish guitarist, if you will. But if I find a band I'd like, I'd learn their music. And because my taste is so eclectic, I know that sounds quite pretentious, but it is. It's an eclectic mm-hmm. taste. So I listen to one thing and then the other thing, and I just try and pick up different things from different genres and it. It was interesting because it gave me a particular skill set on my instrument that not many people in my area have, but I think they would be capable of doing if this they go up and they're like, I'm going to try this. Let's try a new thing. I'm a bit brave, basically, musically. Yeah, yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's freaking dope. Um, Rapping. Have you always been writing? Like, have you always had that in your mind or you just got into it? You know what? Funnily enough, um, I didn't used to like rap music, like <laughs> at all. Like youth was so like, well. <laughs> I know, I know. It's weird. It's like uh, I started out like just playing the rock music and all that, but like people would show me rap. I'm like, oh, this is my cup of tea. They're not real musicians. They're not playing chords. They're not playing melodies. And I realized quite early on from playing in bands. And, and they're saying it's to... about rapping, right? You're saying they're not playing chords or melodies. I don't feel like that now. Don't worry. It was a, yeah. It was my past view of it, if you will. Like I had a bit of an ignorant view towards rap music. And the reason I'm honest about that is because I think people should be honest about that kind of thing. Like your perspectives change as you grow. Do you know what I mean? Right. But the reason I got into rap is because I, I can't sing. I'm not a singer. I never will be. 
But I was realising from playing in the bands, I was always having to recruit people. I'd have to recruit a bassist, a singer, a this and a that. And I was always relying on other people. And I'm like, it is, isn't it? it it's proper hard work. So I woke up one day and I'm like, right, how can I get away with being a solo musician when I can't sing? So I was doing instrumentals on guitar. Like, hey, look at this fancy stuff I'm playing on my guitar. And people would vibe a bit. They were like, hey, he's good, but okay, he's not saying anything. I don't know how he feels. What's his views? What's his personality? And all of this is coming out when I'm playing on my guitar. So I started um, following up on rappers like Akala, Loki, Logic, Mike Righteous and all this from like the south of like England and all that. And when I got into them, I'm like, hang on, these guys I find more relatable. Maybe I can say the things that I think about in rap. And I taught myself to rap gradually. And I think it took me about two years, two years to get decent at rap, but I'm all, I'm happy with the level I'm at now, but I know I can still improve, obviously. I love Lowkey. Let me tell you right now, Lowkey is one of the greatest artists of all time, and he is not getting the credit that he deserves for what he does. Um, that man has influenced me in so many levels that it doesn't make no damn sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, like, just real quick, one thing about Low Key, it's Black History Month right now, and I am not, oh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have figured this out that listen to my podcast. I do not give a fuck about Barack Obama at all because of what he has done with his bombs, just destroying uh, uh, Middle Eastern countries and bombing African countries. And it doesn't seem as the type of dream that, Ma- that Martin Luther King wanted. And as, as I acknowledge him as being the first black president, I was a little scared of like trying to just low key made me be more vocal about that. Like not being, uh, being unashamed, calling out us imperialism because that totally, that totally like wrecked me. I was like, so confused of like, why is my people advocating for this man when he literally murdered and bombed people that look like us majority? Like how can he yeah, just do that? And just say that he has a legacy. His legacy is murder. He has no right to be next to Malcolm X, a true Muslim brother. He has no right to be next to Martin Luther King. He needs to like literally like apologize and, and for what he did and, and grow. But he's not doing that at all. He's doubling down. Like, well, this is all I have to do. And when Loki <laughs> dropped, <laughs> I love that man. I love that <laughs> when Loki dropped Obama Nation. I was like, yes, somebody, somebody is doing this. <laughs> yeah, for real, it was that track that actually put me onto him because it was like, it, it were an edge of video, weren't it? It's like, banned from, banned from MTV or whatever. I'm like, eh, what's this shit? Put it on right. and it's like, whoa, all these right. guys are proper going in on Barack for, for the shit he's done. And right. like, when I heard that, I was like, yes, mate, absolute dons. Right, and it's in your face. You have no choice yeah. but to acknowledge it. And you can look up and Google whatever you want. You will see the fact of the matter is what he did is exactly what Loki said he did. <laughs> like you can't just you can't run from the truth, man. Like so, that's for all my black people out there. Like, look, y'all can love Obama and stuff, Michelle and all stuff like that, but we have so many more great leaders, so many great leaders that we can look up to, and. That's, it just is what it is. That's just, just the way it is. He's a war criminal. But besides yeah. that, 
I'm so glad it, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. Because I haven't heard anybody mention low key yet. You're the first artist that I have interviewed that actually mentions low key. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I've, I think... I've interviewed UK artists before, so it's like you're the first one. <laughs> well, he was like the first rapper I sat down and I was like, I enjoy this guy as a rapper, and from a mm-hmm. technical perspective, like if we're talking technical. Right. He's like middle ground in terms of technicality, but his lyricism is like miles ahead of all for these like gram rappers who were like making the charts and all that. Right. Purely because he's authentic in what he's saying. He's not trying to be something he's not. Do you know what I mean? And that's why right. I've got a lot of respect for that guy. Right, right. And he's always unapologetic, always in always doing what he feels right. His support for Palestine is just amazing. I, that's another thing that influenced me so hard to not be afraid to support Palestine, um, especially here in the States. It's still the the political correct term with Western media that Palestine is the enemy and Israel is the, the, the victim. And it, um, that rhetoric just needs to change, you know? <laughs> it just needs to change. Yeah, is it like 100%. that still in the UK too? Um. Yeah, to be fair, it's. I think that is a general thing amongst the West. And I think a lot of artists as well are mindful about what to say. Not in a sense that they they agree with what's going on, but like there'll be people who are higher up who are like, I'm not going to bullshit you. They are Zionists in like mm-hmm. record labels. They are Zionists in those things. They mm-hmm. exist. And it's like, I feel like a lot of people would be quiet about saying stuff because it might have detriment to their career. Yeah, right. I mean, and it right, is, right. it's it's that it's like that. It is, but it, it's definitely a thing within the states and within the UK. Mm. And um, I want to clarify real quick for people that are listening. When we're talking about Zionism, we're talking about people that that actually believe in ethnic cleansing and giving the state um, of Palestine fully to Jewish people and no one else, exclusion of all different types of people, exclusion of black Jews, exclusion of Arab Jews, exclusion of Christians, all everyone. The, the natives, the natives there are Palestinian, exclusion of them. People that believe into that ideology is what we're fighting against. We're not against Judaism. We're not against Jewish people that want to coexist with Palestinians. Just wanted to make sure that's clear before somebody's like, oh, you hear that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. Well, that's what you saw. Bad jokes is about right. It's about um, the stigma that is against uh, Middle Eastern people and and Muslim Muslim identifying people, right? Um, I mean, there's there's definitely aspects within the track which are Mm -hmm. about that within bad jokes. So, for example, like there's the lyric where it's like. Fuck the packs, fuck the chavs, fuck the poor working class, like that whole thing. Like, mm. there is a bit of derogatory term, but like, I'm speaking from the perspective of the oppressor, if you will. Do you know what I mean when right. I'm saying that? Like, oh, yeah, I got that, yeah. yeah, when the pandemic kicked off, like, straight up, like, minorities and working class people were disproportionately affected by what was going on in the country. And there was certain legislation, like, put in place by the government straight up in terms of like disabled people as well. Like where there was having do not resuscitate requests placed upon their life. So like say if they got 
severely ill of the virus and because they was technically disabled or whatever, right. like they might not get resuscitated. Do you know? It, there was all sorts. So like wow. that tracker. What? Yeah, it's yeah that straight up in the UK. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Like it would just like do not resuscitate things like and like patients wouldn't actually know that that had been put on their thing. It was a massive controversy about it. It was it was mental. Wow, I didn't know that. That, <laughs> that just brought a whole new level to me hating the UK. <laughs> it's all right. I hate it as well. I hate it. Yeah. There's some all right people like, from yeah. time to time. But, well, like, I love how you're part, talking like, about the working class, though, because the working class is always like never spoken about, really. You know, And we talk about the importance of working class rights here on this podcast all the time. Artists are working class people, but artists... Sometimes they, when they get successful, they feel like that they are no longer working class and stuff like that. And it's like, bro, you're being oppressed by your label. You're going to be in 10 years saying, oh, the label didn't give me my money. The label still has my money. That's going to be you in 10 years. That's working class <laughs> issues. That's being exploited. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. <laughs> but that's, 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 that's really dope. How did you get into like understanding the importance of working class people? Was it during the pandemic, or do you always have like a knowledge of like how important it is that voices of working class people have to be? Because I saw Russell Brand, and I saw a low key, but other than that, I don't really know that many people in the UK that advocate for working class people. I think for me, I think it's just the bare minimum of what anyone should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't see, um, I don't see what I'm saying is like doing any, like I'm fighting for people or all like that. I'm just like, if I see injustice towards a group of people, like, or like they're being treated unfairly, like I want to speak out about that just out of nature. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I, I see it, like, I've, I've seen friends suffer, do you know what I mean? I've seen people I know, like, get unfair treatment. So, like, when I see it, I tend to just, like, speak my mind. Mm. Essentially, that's all it is. I'm not trying to be super deep or all. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> you already deep in your song, man. So, was there an event that happened that uh made you think of bad thoughts or did bad not bad thoughts bad jokes or did bad jokes come out um just with you writing organically and you're thinking about music wise what kind of song you want to make you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh i feel you bad joke um that track i'll be straight up with you mate i can't listen to it it's oh, um as deep it came out of it did come out of a lot of anger, like the song itself, because I was seeing what was going on in the pandemic and all that, and I was more scared of our government than I was of the virus, if that makes sense, just purely because of the things that they were putting in place. So mm-hmm. like that song, like everything I'm saying and that is essentially me just taking my aggression out on Boris Johnson. Like that is all that song. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. It it was a stressful time for me as well, like, while it was going on, because it's stressful for anyone living in that kind of pandemic environment. I know a lot of people have suffered and some people have sadly lost their lives. Right. For me, I was just, like, super anxious on edge all the time, and, like, that was kind of my um, venting point to release that anger. Right. That's dope. 
That's dope. And that's what's beautiful about music, that you have a platform for that. Because if you can't do that, then what else could we do when we have these, like, built-up aggression towards shit? Like, how else could we express ourselves? Like, That's the thing. I don't really think there is much ways. I feel like art is, like, one of the final forms of protests that should be utilised when we have the chance to utilise it. Because people talk, like, people hear a song, like, oh, yeah, they made some funny points in that song. Oh, I didn't agree with that song, but I liked it. Like, people talk about music, and if people are listening to what you're saying, take advantage of that, innit? Right. 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 I want to go back to real quick about how you mentioned, um, because I hear that all the time amongst people that don't really listen to hip-hop. When they talk about, oh, there's no, like, rhythm, or not rhythm, but, like, there's no, like, music progression or stuff like that. And um, I remember when I was younger and I got to this argument with this girl who is a huge metal fan. And I love metal, too. I have, like, so many different bands that I listen to. To this day, I still listen to a lot of different bands. Like, Motionless and White is my, one of my favorite bands of all yes, time. Yes, man. Yeah, I love, I love fucking Motionless and White. And I was trying to explain to her. She was like, well, they're just on the computer. I'm like, well... They had to know music theory in order to fucking make these beats, lady. Like, <laughs> there's no exactly. way doing this without music theory. Like, maybe it's yeah. just a, a repetitive rhythm, but that repetitive rhythm comes from music theory. It's not like they were just like, oh, I just made this up in my head, so I'm just going to play it. And she was like, well, I don't think it's like that way. Uh, and I had to remind her, I'm like, you do realize that your music that you have come from blues that Black people created. We gave you your sound. So you got no right to talk shit about another genre that we're like getting big off of because we gave you your sound. That's our culture you're using, and she got so she got so bad. <laughs> she will because I think I mean my at the time my distaste was hip hop wasn't for any racial reasons, but I think when when you look back at I do think there is like a not an official campaign, but like a subconscious campaign against like hip hop music and stuff like that from yeah. mainstream music, purely because, well, as you said, it's straight up, it's black music. If you can discredit something and make it out as, oh, it's not musical, it's not this, like it, it's not going to get as much momentum as it could, even though like it's clearly getting the momentum. So the plan isn't working, but yeah, yeah, I do think there are definitely racial undertones when it comes to people discrediting hip-hop and stuff like that yeah like, it's a disconnect it's a total like um blindness of history that they don't teach and they should teach it because blues and the reason why they scream is because it's the emotion that just that's like fucking slavery that just <laughs> for example it's like and you just don't get yeah. that emotion just because you get at it you learned about it because you learned from others but they got it from people that actually like had hundreds of years of trauma you know what i mean it's like like um afro beats for 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 instance or reggaeton or they all come from like trauma they're nice and clean now but the original parts no especially with hip-hop like we had people literally like saying, we want food when they would st start doing hip hop. We want food. Please give us food. Like, And then it turned from we want food to we taking that shit. Give us yeah, that man, shit. That's yeah. my shit. I got money now. 
I got and I and and I understand like it's misogynistic as fuck when it what's in the mainstream and but we're seeing a blend now with uh queer people doing big now, women are getting big now. It's it's finally getting diversitized, you know what I mean? And 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 it changed you too. It made you re- like realize like yo, this is like the best outlet for me to be the artist I want to be because I'm fucking tired of working with all these goddamn other musicians. I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like straight up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, maybe someday I'll do a band again. I won't completely rule it out, but for now, I'm just a bit like, nah, this is because I've wasted years doing it. Like, do, no. Not one yeah. song out of the bands I've been in has ever been released, so there's shitloads of music. Oh written. man, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just like, nah, I need to change direction, find a new path, and like what I'm doing now, mm. I can get up and do a gig solo, which a few years ago you wouldn't have. Anyone who knew me would never imagine me performing as a solo artist. So I think the fact that I can do that now is great, and that is hundred percent. Thanks to yeah. hip hop and rap and that culture, so I'm I'm grateful for it, hundred mm, percent. Mm, mm. Do you so do you have any other projects that you did coming out with? Anything big? Or are you just pushing your your singles right now? Um, I w- I was pushing my singles for quite a while, but now like I've got that energy out on me, like it, it's done in it. Like if people want to listen to it and like make interpretations from the music that's out there, they can. But I'm working on a new project, which is essentially um, I'm kind of going back to the roots of being a musician in it. So I'm still rapping, mm. but like um, I'm doing it in the musical sense where I'm playing my guitar and rapping. So I'm, like, I'm live looping sections, I'm live looping drum parts and stuff like that. And oh, that's fucking dope! Co- yeah, mate, it's I, I love it because I feel like just because I always have the itch to play an instrument, me, and I feel like if I've, if I've got an instrument on stage with me whilst I'm performing, I can actually proper go for it and like enjoy what I'm doing a bit more rather than like what do I do with my hands. Oh yeah, that's dope. That's fucking dope. You ever listen you ever uh, watch any live uh like any any live rappers like J. Cole or anybody from like uh Rock Nation? I've not I've not listened to them unfortunately no. Oh did they do I, that as well? I would say definitely check them out because what's what's you what's really great about them is that their all their tracks and all their all their songs they literally when they perform live they have a live band everything is all musicians uh even down to the 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 sound bites the the musicians give out the sound bites and stuff like that it's it's a different vibe it's so beautiful i can understand why the tickets are so expensive because they're not just you know it's fun it's also great by the way guys don't think i'm not trying to be an asshole about people that just brings a dj or just have a cd and rap it's all about what your budget is but when you're able to be that so much creative no matter what the budget is or who you know to have like a live band there while you rap and stuff that's what i do as well too i have a live band that rap that, that, that helps me rap as well too when i have voices of change and it's such a different vibe because you can control your flow and change whenever you want to rearrange things, freestyle. Yeah. It gives you so much more freedom. You know what I mean? It, I recommend to anybody that does it. That's why I'm like freaking out with hear you saying that's your vision because that that's going to take you like 
far on touring and all that shit like that because people love that shit, you know? <laughs> oh, on, honestly, 100%, like, you're completely right, they do love it. The amount of times I've, like, rocked up, like, out of blue, like, done a gig with that setup, people are just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, they don't know what to... Yeah, they're just like, what? Because they don't know what to expect. When you say someone's a rapper, like, straight up, no disrespect, again, no disrespect to people doing this, because mm-hmm. I've done it as well, you know what I mean? But, yeah, expect a backing track, maybe a DJ and someone to rap. People will have a, have a good time, but I think when all that is going on at once, it just becomes... It becomes an experience, and I'm glad that I've been able to give that experience a couple of times, and I'm glad to put that music out as well, which... It's actually getting done, and I'm I'm going to be relieved when it gets put out. I think I've got, I think it's this month I'm like recording the vocals, the instrumentals themselves have been recorded musically, so the guitar, the bass, the drums, and all that. Got a couple like session artists jumping on it as well, but should be ready soon. So if oh, you want to hear some live loop and rap, check that out. Yes, yes, I'm definitely going to keep I'm definitely going to keep in touch with you. I definitely want to hear that, man. I definitely do. Cause that that, that just sounds it. so freaking ill, man. And like, and that's what type of that's what I'm trying to work on right now with myself as well, too. Cause now I'm like in EP mode and stuff like that, and I'm trying to figure out what can I release out and stuff like that. Um, the album's done with Light Warriors, so it's like I'm I'm like I got I'm a percussionist, you know. I play Latin, um, Afro Latin, um, Afro Cuban, whatever um, type of. I have that background in percussion instruments and. My main instrument is the djembe, but I also play the congas and stuff like that. And I and I'm literally like just like been focusing on trying to blend that into um, a hip hop type of composed sound and stuff like that. Um, and also do like a, maybe double into little Afro beats stuff like that. Um, but it'll be like rap ap- Afro beats mostly instead of a vocal app Afro beats because I can't sing either. But I wish I could sing. No, hey, I, I, every I, fucking body. That can sing, you know what I mean? Like, don't you just hate people sometimes when you see them with the pipes and they're just like going hard? You just like you motherfucker, you a nasty. In it, (laughs) we we have we have to like find ways to compensate for the fact that we can't sing. Like they can just get an acoustic guitar, sing a pretty love song or whatever, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, that was amazing." We're just like, right? How how do we how do we catch up to that? Right, right. Have you ever? Hurt. Have you ever thought about using saxophone to accommodate for the me- the, the melody flow with singing? Ooh. You know what? I have actually been looking into that, but the thing is, I've, the amount of gear I use, so like I've got my guitar, I'm like, I've started yeah. using like a cajon as well, which is quite interesting. You know, if you mark up a cajon and plug it into the loop pedal, you've got your yeah, own drum yeah. kit, essentially. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm thinking of getting a saxophone at some point, but it's just just the money in it. It's quite an expensive oh, instrument. Oh god, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Just find you a sax player, man. Be like, hey, hey, I'll give you ten bucks. Come over here, <laughs> real quick. Yeah, no, might find one. There'll be someone somewhere who can like cover me, cover my right. lack of talent for the saxophone. So how many instruments can you play? Um, I can play guitar, bass, cajon. I can half play the drums, but I would never go out and say I am a drummer, if that makes sense. I can, like, get on a drum kit and, like, play a couple beats, if you will. Right. Uh, what else? I can play the harmonica wherever I put it. No, I'm not doing that. Now. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love the cajon. It's so, it's so interesting. It's simple, too. 
but it gives out such a beautiful like like beat. Um, I remember when I first saw somebody play the cajon and I knew nothing about it. Um, it was this Puerto Rican guy at this uh, yeah. shop. What was it? I think it was in Greenwich, Connecticut. I'm in New England. We think New England is the new UK for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the better UK. Right. <laughs> but yeah, New England is so weird. We literally copied mad names from the UK and made towns out of it over here. That fucking whole colonialism nonsense. So Greenwich, Connecticut is like a very rich, white, private area. And I went over there. I was like, hey, you know, this is a jam session going on. Let's see what's going on. Met new friends that are now my friends to this day and stuff like that. There was this guy playing the Cajun. And I didn't know what the hell that was. This was when yeah. I was first trying to get the percussion. And I was just sitting there looking like, yo, that looked like a speaker. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is oh, that? It's, <laughs> it's a box, mate. I hate it. It's, it's a box. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know so what I found once? Well, what I you found? found? Dude, I found some dude doing dubstep on a cajon. Like, he was doing this weird, like, vibration with his finger, yeah. like, on the front of the thing, and it, 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 like, mimicked the sound of, like, that bass that you find in drum and bass. And wow. I'm like, how the fuck is he? It was mental. Like, I want to learn how to do that. I might send it you after the podcast so you can just have a listen to this dude because it's, it, it's pretty sick what he's doing. He does dubstep with the cajon. Wow. Wow. Yep. I'm just like thinking it out of my brain. Like, what is he doing? Is it like, is he doing more palm or I don't, I don't know? Like, is it palm? He's using stick. He was using sticks. I have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's using his hands, what I remember. And that's oh, he's using his hands. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'll send it. Yeah, I don't really know how to. Exp- it's better to just watch it and like be amazed by how talented the guy is. You just put me onto some shit, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anytime, any weird suggestions, music-wise, I can find some eclectic. And let's talk about your last uh, single too, uh, "Denial." Do you listen Ooh. now? Do you listen to that one more? Do you still listen to your song "Denial"? So I don't. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, I was bitter. I was bitter when I wrote that. <laughs> I mean, I can tell, you know. <laughs> there was this, uh, definitely some emotion going on. There's like, yo, he went through some shit. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> look at um, him. like, damn. <laughs> to be fair, though, the fact that I can sit down and laugh about it now, like, right. I think I'm definitely over it. You know what I mean? It was just a really. <sighs> it, essentially, what that song's about is it was the breakdown of a friendship that I had. And, like, you know, when, like, how do you put it? Sometimes, like, someone in your head isn't who you want them to be, and it's frustrating you to the point of, yeah, it was that. Yeah. And there were certain lyrics in that where I'm just very, um, very direct about certain things. Mm. I don't like that song, but other people seem to really like that song when they've heard it live and just in terms of how I'm flowing on it and all that. Right, like, right. Right. It's a good song. Um, do you see yourself as a conscious rapper? I don't, is that a term used in the UK? We use that a lot it, it, in America. It is sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I think conscious rapper to me is just anyone who's 
authentic. I don't think they necessarily have to be super political or anything like that, as long as mm-hmm. they're speaking their truth and they're not trying to like be somewhere else. I think that's conscious because they're speaking from the conscious. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that too because I feel like conscious rap is too overblown as being like a healing type of rap form or a um, educational type of rap form to me because it's just, it's like, okay, they can still just be as misogynistic as they can in any other genre. It's just that they just sound more clever with it to the point that you feel like you're actually like learning something when you're really not. Like, (laughs) Oh yeah, the amount of times I've listened to like rappers where they actually going oh bitches and this lags and all this and I'm like yeah yeah you're not really that woke are you mate so why are you saying you are yeah yes yes that's exactly where I was trying to get where I was like I was trying not to make it sound like I'm being like because you know I've interviewed rappers that use bitch and hoe and all that stuff like that and rappers that don't and rappers that choose not to and stuff like that and explain in a great way why they don't and stuff like that and like I get where it comes from but I feel like we're at the point where we don't need to do that anymore. And it definitely pisses off the women. Like women really don't like that shit. Like my, my sister told me straight up one time when she saw me rapping and I was using the words and she was like, I swear to God, you say it again, I'm going to fucking put something through your throat. Like <laughs> I'll stab you. Well, that's, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's partly why I'm not keen on denial because like there's a, I think, yeah, there's a line in the first verse where I referred to, to bitch that needs a therapist and like mm-hmm. when I look, listen like yeah I understand where we're coming from but at the same time like that's how you express it yeah. I know but at the same time looking back on it <laughs> it wasn't really me do you know what I mean well that's you growing you know what I mean you you realize that that's you as an artist realizing what realm you want to delve in you know and that's dope I like I that. appreciate that man yeah, yeah. So when, when were you expecting your new project? I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get it sorted around, around June, potentially. Like, that's oh, what okay. I'm hoping, but we've yeah, hit the layers. Yeah, summer's the best season to be releasing music because that's when the gigs are on, that's when the festivals are on, yeah. all that. And everyone actually wants to go out around summer, so I'm like, if I can get everything ready by then, then, like, I'm sorted. These little things... I need to sort out around sides of like um, getting merchandise in order and stuff like that. See if people mm. want to buy a shirt with my face on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're man, yeah, man, yeah. You look. You you got any like gigs in mind? You you got any shows there? You're looking at? The, yes, but no. The reason I say it like that is because the way I'm looking to do it is do it DIY style. So I am mm. friends with quite a lot of artists in the country. Nice. And I think what I'm trying to work out in my head is who's feasible to gig with where it would make sense that we're on a lineup together and just right. do it, do it, do it yourself kind of style, like not hassle any promoters, like find a venue, like say if it was in Manchester, like, right, I'll do a gig here. I'll get this artist to support me. I'll mm-hmm. get this one to support me. And then say if there's enough one in Birmingham, like I'll be like, Hey, can I jump on your bill and stuff like that? Just, just use the active networks that I've got available to me and just get on with my mates, have a good laugh, do you know what I mean? Because I feel like it's always cool when you perform with people that you actually like. Right, 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 right. My last question. Um, we talked about 
rock music and metal do you ever do you ever see yourself bringing out a sound like a uh like um Lincoln Park type of sound in the future <laughs> never <laughs> never say never mate honestly like i would <laughs> i i love that really cuz like at my heart I am a guitarist before I'm a rapper, if that makes sense. And there's just mm-hmm. something about that heavy sound, and it's like, oh, mate, I, I love to jump on something like that. It's just a case of getting the contacts for it because, I mean, you're in a band as well, so you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. getting people who have the time to make that kind of music and who want at work, they always have the free time. That's quite a, quite a mission. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on here, bro. You definitely have, like, a great um, flow, and you definitely is a talented motherfucker. Like, you, you, got, you got some shit going on over there in the UK, and I can't wait for you to start buzzing because I'm going to be like, hey, I interviewed that guy first. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell everyone, like, hey, <laughs> check out this guy. <laughs> I, I freaking put him on, man. <laughs> but like, yeah, for real, like, I appreciate you having me on as well. Like, it's I've not done this before, so it's kind of cool to oh, like, yeah? just be given an opportunity to like try it out and speak to someone new. So, word, thank word. you. Yeah, definitely. And um, everyone can find you on Instagram, and you're on yeah. all platforms. But Spotify mostly, guys, or uh, you got? Do you have Bandcamp? Yeah, I'm on Bandcamp as well. Like, yes, Bandcamp. If people just follow me. Yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah. If people follow me on Instagram, on my bio, it's it's literally got everything listed on a link tree thing. So, if you follow okay. Saf Music on Instagram with the double C at the end, because some one of the other Saf has got Saf Music. <laughs> follow that. Yeah, hate them all. I follow that, and you'll be able to find that. my stuff. Because that is so wrong. Oh, yeah. It, it is a black, that whole situation. I literally thought it was just all you. I was just sitting here thinking, like, God, this guy is a genius. He got all types of genres on here. Like, <laughs> I heard a folk album. I was like, yo, he's even doing folk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I do a lot, but I, I wouldn't go that far. Like, I think that would be a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a strange culture shock to someone who's listening to me rap, and then that comes on right after. It'd be a bit yeah, weird. Right, right, right. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chef. Definitely have a good day. Um, enjoy enjoy your 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 week your week. It's not the weekend yet. Enjoy your week. And yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later, bro. Have a good one. Hey, you too. Appreciate your time and all that. You have a good week as well. You too. Bye. 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 Everybody. Effectively transforming community Peace in our human family Volume and unity Divine light shining individually Effectively transforming community Peace in our human family As above, so below, feel the pain in my soul, the red pill dissolved. 
organized, no matter the cost. Politicians starts wars, they don't fight, they send the poor. And nothing lasts forever as long as we stay together. Give hell to the masses, watch the unity rapture. This is for the kids and the culture. It's one love, one growth, one light, light warriors.